When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? I am. <laughs> All right. What is going on, everybody? Um, today we are going to do a little bit of solo cast. Um, it is Sunday afternoon that I'm recording this. Um, both podcast guests I had scheduled today, unfortunately, um, had incidents that came up for them. Um, you know, no hard feelings as usual. I'm pretty sure everybody probably knows me by now. Maybe a little bit of a firebrand on Twitter, but um, I would like to uh, believe that I'm a pretty laid back, relaxed, happy, and overall positive person. Pretty friendly as well. Um, so obviously, there's no hard feelings. Um, both guests rescheduled, and um, those episodes will be airing well we'll be getting recorded this week and then airing probably later um maybe one this week and then one the following week but um regardless i'm really looking forward to putting those out and uh talking with those people um i'm kind of a piece of garbage i played a lot of world of warcraft today but um you know that's not what we're really here today to talk about so i did a little tweet thread that um was inspired by a little um poll that i saw on twitter from somebody that i follow and um, I kind of wanted to expound upon my thoughts on what would make a successful relationship. Um, every time I get off of a uh, Zoom call now, it almost seems like I'm bringing up um, the picture I, I have of my wife and I right here um, on top of my computer. Um, I, I kind of have it there just to remind myself um, something that I have to be grateful for and um kind of what spun off of that little poll there was um there seems to be a lot of confusion for men today in particular and anybody who knows me knows that i'm like the most ardent anti-feminist and um you know borderline male supremacist um yeah i kind of say that tongue-in-cheek but um i really do have what I believe is men's best interests at heart, um, because from a very, very young age, I experienced a lot of uh, sexism through the um, public school system, and that gave me a unique perspective, and I, I kind of was noticing 
um, a lot of what the manosphere kind of talks about, and I've talked about that recently on the Pardon Will podcast, and that um, Mr. Will is going to be on the podcast here in a week or so. Um, we elucidated some thoughts on the manosphere, culture, and dating. And like I said, I just kind of wanted to expand upon that a little bit more. I know I did a podcast um, when I got back from my wedding back in November. I'm just kind of detailing out how my wife and I met. But, um, you know, I have a perhaps a longer dating resume than um, some people may think or may even know. But I'm not going to, you know, obviously detail that out here. That's very personal stuff. And nobody really cares about that. Once again, not here to talk about my past. But um, what I do want to talk about perhaps is some advice. And once again, kind of elaborate on the stuff that I laid out on this little tweet thread and also some of the tweets that I sent out recently just to um, – perhaps give some people some or what i would look for in the dating market today um if i were out there um as i was five years ago now which seems like the blink of an eye but it has been five years since i pretty much met my wife and then you know we ultimately decided to get married um but i wanted to put this together to be one cohesive episode about as i said what i would be looking for in the dating market and kind of some behaviors, maybe some things to look for in a partner and, um, you know, maybe a good way for you to go forward. Now, obviously I want to add the standard caveats that, um, my situation is going to be completely different from yours. Your standards are going to be completely different from mine. And then, um, you know, vice versa. So I guess without further ado, um, let's go ahead and start kind of looking into this here. We'll do a little share screen and then we're just going to kind of go from there. So, um, all credit due to my dear friend, James Gentleman. Um, he had tweeted, well, you know what, let's start here. Um, anarchist, Miss Anarchist, who I follow on Twitter and, uh, she retweets my stuff and I think she's really, really cool. Um, she had tweeted out men, does a woman's body count matter? and explain your reasoning um an overwhelming majority of people said yes to absolutely no surprise or at least to anybody who understands human physiology at least in my opinion or male sexual strategy um so 73.7 percent said yes 12 percent said no and then 14.3 percent said see results um i, I just want to say that i hate when people put see results because um, it's kind of like nosy fucker shit. I don't know. It'll always bug me. Just put yes or no. And then people can answer honestly and then kind of see the results below. So, um, it had almost 5,000 votes to be exact 4,888 votes. Um, and there's actually still time left on it as of the time I'm recording this. But, um, I said in response to her was yes, because she's more likely to have been with somebody who's made a larger emotional impact on her. And most research shows that over four notch count starts to raise the likelihood of divorce and over 10, it skyrockets. Um, as usual, I'd normally pull up some research and stuff like that, but I kind of want to go a little bit more off the cuff. It's been a little bit since I looked at like the um, sexual relationship um, kind of numbers and stuff like that. Once again, I don't want to bore you guys with the details. You know, I've done countless solo casts on research or you know just reading study after study after study but um like i said it's not quite a one that I, what i wanted to do today so let's go back to the uh tweet with james um james said he's gay i'm gay so i didn't vote yes or no dudes who care deeply about this metric sound super possessive to me i don't like it um and i had quote tweeted him 
because I wanted people to see my thoughts on this, which I know that's pretty vain. But um, I said, men care about women's body count because our innate drive is to know that our offspring is ours. Women who have had a lot of partners represent a bad bet for offspring. Um, upon further thought, I should have just said, uh, women who have had a lot of partners um, represent a bad bet for your paternity because, um, once again, women who have a high body count, um, they you know, once again, there's a higher likelihood that they had somebody that was very emotionally um, compelling to them, as in like somebody they made a very, 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 very strong bond with, or is, you know, some of the guys would say in the manosphere, um, alpha fucks, beta bucks, as in like a guy who just, she had a great genuine desire for. So let's say if she does have 10 people that she slept with, okay, well, the likelihood that one of those 10 people had a very, very profound impact upon a woman um, is very, very high. And there's also the likelihood that you could be that guy on a woman. But um, once again, the likelihood that you aren't that guy is also a, you know, there's a non-zero chance there. So I always want to put that out there um, just to kind of have people understand. And this is kind of where I diverge from people like Jordan Peterson and Matt Walsh and some of the traditionally conservative guys who I agree with our overall worldview of um, monogamous relationships and socially conservative situations tend to lend themselves towards a more prosperous society and also towards a happier state of being. But I feel like they leave out the genuine desire part and the, the hypergamous kind of nature that women have. So like I said, you can listen to those guys and I think everybody should, but they once again leave out the genuine desire um, aspect of this. So um, we're going to go over here to the thread that I did here, and I'm just going to kind of lay out my thoughts. So the first tweet I said see um, was seems to be lots of confusion for men today looking for partners. I found a great wife who I've had a great relationship with for almost five years. I can't tell you what to do, but if I were in the dating market today, and I'm thankfully not, here are some things I'd look for. Um, after sending that tweet, I realized how like. Trumpian that sounded um, so the first tweet that I said was a low body count women who have slept around are much more likely to be less loyal beyond that they're much more likely to have bonded with somebody very strongly which may make this difficult for you women aren't all the same but it's a general recommendation um so this kind of goes back to once again the response that I gave anarchist was um Women who have slept around with a lot of people, once again, there's a higher likelihood they had somebody that um, profoundly impacted them in an emotional way. And um, it, it's kind of like this idea of an alpha impression where um, if she was with somebody that she really genuinely desired, um, the likelihood that she may feel that same way about you is slightly lower. And then there's research to suggest that once again, as women are exposed to more sexual partners, then um, there's a higher likelihood that um they're going to divorce you um because sex is a lot more of a different experience for women than it is for men um you know for us we just want to have as much sex as possible i mean that's part of having testosterone and um wanting to put our seed out in the world is just that innate drive for sex and that's kind of what um you know testosterone is generally made for you know we want to spread our seed so we're going to go after women and we want to have sex with as many women as possible and have un you know an unlimited access to unlimited sexuality for women it's a little bit different and yeah i know this is probably gonna piss some people off but yes men and women are different <laughs> shocker 
Um, the second tweet I sent out, and this was actually one that took quite a while for me to kind of piece together. Um, not an obsessive user of social media. Men and women interpret attention differently. Women get a lot more out of social media than men. If she's always asking for attention, constant selfies, text me statuses, thirst trapping, I do a hard pass. Um, yeah, this was very, very difficult for me for quite a while. Um women that I've dealt with in the past who always needed attention. It always just drove me up a fucking wall. Like I, I just, I, I pull my hair out because what I realized is that I didn't feel like I was enough, which is an insecure place for me. But um, you're going to struggle with that because she's asking for attention, right? Women are advertising, right? When you see them posting pictures on Instagram, um, they're advertising, right? They're putting themselves out there to see, you know, thrown the uh, hook, the proverbial hook, to see who's going to bite and kind of what attention they can get. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of like a cliche in the uh, manosphere in like red pill community to say that uh, women should delete their social media. Um, I don't necessarily believe that they have to do that, but if they're an obsessive user and you always see them on it and they're always trying to get attention, then that should tell you that they're looking for something outside of you. And once again, this is just kind of my opinion. I'm spitballing here, running off the cuff, but yeah, if a woman needs constant attention and validation beyond the attention and validation that you give her, um, that's something to consider and you're going to have to assess whether or not you're willing to tolerate that. Um, in my personal experience, I'm not willing to tolerate that. Therefore, I got somebody who's not an obsessive um, user of social media. Um, my wife doesn't have Instagram. She has Facebook. She doesn't have Twitter. She has Snapchat. Um, she doesn't use any of those all that much. Um, and, you know, obviously I can't go in her brain, but her and I love each other very, very dearly. And I don't seek attention from other women just the same way that she doesn't seek attention from other men. So moving on, um, this one would seem pretty obvious, but it's actually amazing how many people just kind of breeze right past this. It will go years. Like I even had a coworker kind of bust my balls about this. So um, before I kind of elaborate more on it, I'll read the tweet off. Um, similar goals as me. My wife and I agreed early on infidelity is a deal breaker and that we both want a traditional family or as close as we can manage. Why would you date someone who disagrees with you on a fundamental level? Um, I do know people who will date years and then figure out, oh, well, well, one person wants kids and the other doesn't. Well, I mean, not that you should like go out on your first date and ask if somebody wants kids, but, you know, establishing relatively early on that you at least have the same goals is kind of important. Now, I'm not against men or even women necessarily dating non-exclusively, but um, you just have to be honest about what the expectations are. Um, I actually think men should date non-exclusively for a period of time because, once again, this is what everybody does. This is kind of the way that the game works. Now, that's not to say you should go just plugging and playing away and, you know, fucking everything that walks, but experiencing um, a different amount of people and learning to socially cooperate and be a social person is a good thing and learning how to... Um, engage with women is very, very important. Even like for women, you know, it's important to learn to engage with men in a way that makes you enjoyable to be around. Because obviously everybody knows that we act different around different people. And depending on the dynamics, like somebody that you're sexually attracted to, you're not going to act the same way as you would around like, you know, your 
family or something like that, right? There's going to be different dynamics at play. So um, yeah, one large thing I would definitely say is just make sure that somebody that you're looking for a long-term relationship with, that you guys have the same fundamental goals and that you have similar like barriers where if one person's okay with being in an open relationship, um, if the other person's not, well, <laughs> that's kind of a big hurdle. Um, in my mind, I don't think men are naturally prone to tolerating um, open relationships, or at least I know I'm definitely not. Um, men are hardwired. Once again, we want to know the fucking kid is ours. We want to know that that woman is loyal to us. Therefore, it's not really in our innate interest to just say, okay, well, you know, go ahead and run around on us. Um, I remember hearing somebody talk about their experience with an open relationship and saying that they were literally puking and crying. Well, if that's your experience, in my mind, that should tell you something is wrong. I Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the one who's wrong here, but um, that's just my opinion. Um, so the next tweet was, I'm willing to enter your frame. Um, this is kind of like a red pill soliloquy. Um, when it, when I say enter your frame, this means that the woman entering your life has to accept you. It's kind of like an authority figure or be willing to enter your life as a whole, right? She's not coming to take over and you are your own mental point of origin. So um, to read the tweet, willing to enter your frame, if a woman isn't willing to accept you as an authority and asks for your opinion, appreciates you, admires you as a person and talks positively about you to her peers, then you might be in for some difficulties. Yeah, I mean, if a woman is condescendingly referring to you to other, you know, condescendingly talking about you to other people or just not appreciative of you and doesn't speak positively about you to her peers that's kind of a big red flag in my opinion because that means that she really doesn't admire you um i i you know as far as i could tell my wife always says good things about me i know that probably doesn't sound all that short but um you know i say great things about my wife all the time here i am on the podcast i just you know flashed a picture of her and i right after we got married literally when we were walking to google pictures um she says good things about me i say good things about her there are other things that her and i could criticize each other for absolutely but um you know, we love each other at the end of the day and we set up similar goals to one another because um, I do believe that we are compatible and that we're going to live a great, long, happy, healthy life together. So if you don't have somebody that's willing to enter your frame, right, then once again, you're going to be in for some difficulties because men should kind of pay for the first date, right? And this isn't because, sh oh, my chivalry or wearing a fedora to, you know, white knight from a lady. But um, it's because you're establishing the precedent that you are dominant. Um, and that's not to say like, you know, you're giga chat with, you know, the defined, ch the, the crimson chin or any dumb shit like that. This is to tell them that you're willing to lead, right? You're willing to set plans. You're willing to go forth and she can trust you to be ahead. That's kind of what I mean when I say enter your frame, Um Rolo Tomasi lays out in his book of uh, Frame under the uh, Nine Nine Rules of Tomasi, which, um, if people can't tell, I greatly admire Rolo and um, all his works. Next tweet: um, Non-divorced parents, people, not just women, who come from broken families, do have some more stability issues. Why well, I butchered that tweet? I didn't even realize it. Um, than ones who did not. Once again, not a monolith, but it is a pattern. So. 
um, as people have seen me lay out and as I've pissed people off on Twitter, um, divorced parents or kids who are raised by step-parents are actually much, much more likely to be abused by those parents. And they're less likely to have good, you know, relationships and they have a, a, a bit more difficulty with, um, you know, fatherly figures or just overall parental figures in general when they come from divorced families. So um, once again, I don't have the research to back this up here. Uh, Stefan Molyneux was somebody that I used to listen to a lot who used to lay a lot of this stuff out. But um, yeah, if I were on the dating market today, I would definitely think, and this is going to be very, very difficult because I come from a divorced family. So does my wife. And pretty much everybody you talk to comes now from a broken family. And it's it's really, really sad. But um, you're gonna have to look pretty hard to find, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm laying out here, but these are just some things I would look out for. But yeah, I would definitely try to find somebody that, that was raised in a traditional family because they're going to have a uh, much more stable family background and they're going to understand what those relationships looks like, looks like and how those dynamics should kind of play out. Um, and this one was kind of huge and not necessarily obvious to me, but I've come to realize how important it really is. Um, someone that's able to handle criticism and change when necessary. My wife has had or has a hot temper, and ever since we've been together, she has made incredible progress in dealing with it. This is huge. Humility goes a long way. So I guess kind of the last sentence there kind of lines or um, outlines it perfectly that humility goes a long way. It really does. Humility is accepting your faults and learning that you need to improve from there. So, um, you know, not to go too personal, but yeah, my wife did have temper issues. It's not like she ever beat me or anything like that. Like, no, she would get angry and then, you know, throw a fit or something like that. And she would calm down eventually, you know, as we all do. And we all have kind of different boiling points, but, um, the ability to understand where those issues are and what you need to do to improve, um, is very, very important. We all have issues that we need to work on, but the important thing is that we recognize those issues and we work on them and get better as we go. Um, my wife had did that, and that's one thing that I've always admired about her is the ability, is her humility. She recognized the flaw in her personality, which was a temper issue, and she honestly did fix it. I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing, and it's one thing that I've just always admired about my wife is that she was willing to change when she knew that there was a fault within her. Um, so, I mean, that's that's incredible, and that's absolutely freaking huge. So, um, for anybody listening out there, yes, please find somebody that's um, that has humility and is willing to listen to your criticisms and willing to change when those criticisms, you know, are laid at her. And she's laid criticisms at me before, and we both recognize that, once again, we're imperfect people, but, um, you know, the, the two of us are a lot better together than we are apart. Um, next tweet is lastly genuine desire a woman who misses you and does enjoy and wants to be intimate with you is very important sex is a big part of a relationship and it's important that you both want each other in that way um yeah i mean what else is there to say other than that you know sex is enjoyable and it's a very very intimate thing and it's not something that people are always like comfortable with talking about but you should genuinely desire your partner I mean, I think my wife is absolutely stunning and I do, you know, I do enjoy being intimate with her, you know, whether that be sex or anything else like that. Um, it, It's, 
you should enjoy your partner like that because you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody and we are designed to reproduce or, you know, just enjoy the company of other people. And some of that is sex and genuine desire. So if your partner doesn't find you physically attractive, then, you know, what the hell are you doing? If you don't find your partner sexually attractive, what are you doing? If you don't want to, you know, be with your partner in that way, then that's that's kind of a big issue because, you know, what, what are you going to do when an attractive woman comes up to you and you're no longer attracted to your wife? Well, you don't want to be with that attractive woman. So um, genuine desire is important and looks do matter. You know, I don't care what anybody says. You're not going to go want to, nobody wants to fuck Lizzo. Let's be honest. The my 600 pound life, these obese people, um, no matter how much you want to say it, obesity is not beautiful. It's not healthy. Um, so stop shoving it on people. Nobody wants to be with somebody that's obese and does not take care of themselves. Um, that's at least the way that I see it. And that's not to say that obese people can't be loved and they shouldn't love themselves. But it is to say that um, we should hold each other to higher standards and we should hold ourselves to a standard, period. That's it. Um, you know, if I got fat out of shape and became a lazy piece of shit, my wife probably wouldn't want to be with me anymore and I wouldn't blame her. Um, and the same goes for her. So um, th that's an important part of genuine desire is just understanding that you are sexually attracted to this person. And if you're not sexually attracted to, um, you know, the opposite sex in general or, you know, whatever sex you're attracted to, there's probably something wrong with you. I, I heard um, somebody once say that, oh, I'm not attracted to other women. I'm just attracted to my girlfriend. Well, yeah, you're, either your dick don't work or you're so delusional that you're just lying to yourself about it. I'm attracted to other women. But I don't act on that attraction. <laughs> um, I love my wife. I am loyal to my wife. My wife is loyal to me. And as I laid out in um, one of the tweets earlier, that um, our you know infidelity is a deal breaker to us. We're not going to cheat on each other. That's just not in the cards for us. Um, and the last tweet I put in this thread was, I'm not a dating coach or guru, but these are things I look for and mostly found in my wife, which made me realize she's a great life partner for me who one day be the mother of my kids. I know she's happy with our marriage as am I, I hope this helps. All right. So we're going to stop the share here. Um, you know, those are some things that I looked for and would look for in a partner today. So I know there's all these dating apps and everything like that. Um, I did meet my wife in person. We did talk on some dating apps, but ultimately we did meet in person and obviously kind of move on from there. Um, now, I would actually recommend that people meet their partner in person rather than over these dating apps because it, it eliminates all the bullshit, right? So like Instagram is the number one dating app in the world right now because this is where women go to advertise. Um, the thing is no longer, you know, you walk up to people and ask for their number, but I think if you do that, then it actually kind of says that you're willing to put yourself, that you're separating the wheat from the shaft, if you will, right? So you're willing to go up and approach somebody because that's that's hard for a lot of people nowadays because everybody meets online. So not to say that you shouldn't use these dating apps, and I do think they are a useful tool if you kind of want to get better socialized, but don't let that be a crutch. Now, text game's important, but let's not, you know, strictly focus on that. You have to have game in person. You have to be a likable person in person, right? So that's kind of what I was saying earlier that you want to date non-exclusively to gain kind of social skills, if you will, right? I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't, you know, have a little bit of a dating resume and that just is what it is. And that's the way it is for a lot of men. I would hope that a lot of men wouldn't say, oh, you know, I wish I didn't do all that stuff. Yeah, maybe there's some stuff you regret, but at the same time, 
um, you probably wouldn't be in the position that you are today without those experiences molding you into the person that you are. So um, I don't know how long this podcast ran, but um, I just want to put this information out there because, like I said, it does seem to be very confusing and difficult for a lot of men today to find good dating advice. And I'm not here as an authority um, I've just had a very successful relationship over the last five years and I've had my ups and downs with other women and, um, really, really bad experiences with the women as well. And also good experiences and experiences that, um, I probably should have been a little bit wiser in, or just kind of called it off sooner rather than letting it drag out. And I'm not going to go into those personal stories here, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's a lot to learn and everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different, but hopefully, um, kind of what I laid out here will be helpful for you and whoever's listening. And if not, hopefully it was just entertaining. So, um, if you do find it entertaining, make sure you, um, hit like subscribe, share this with uh, some people that you care about, or some people who are looking for some dating advice, um, go check out tiger fitness in the links below to get all your workout supplements, get all Jack tan juicy, get, um, good pre-workouts. I got all the branch chain amino acids there, beta alanine. They have creatine there, the outright bars, uh, make sure you go to the link below for all the world's best electrolytes. I wish I had my bag of coffee here, but um, drinklmnt.com slash inlibertyandhealth, all one word, to find your LMNT electrolytes. And go to foxandsonscoffee.com for some absolutely phenomenal coffee. Um, I had a whole pot of their uh, Den Roast Dark Blend this morning, and I cannot recommend that stuff enough. And only that, Stephen, the owner, Stephen Fox, has a awesome taste in music. Um, you know, everybody out there may not be a heavy metal guy, but I am, and I always will be. So, um, yeah, make sure you go, you go check that stuff out. Um, thank you for listening. This was in Liberty and health with your host, Kyle Matovic. And, um, until next time, everybody take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.